I think that the theme in today's readings should be pretty clear to most people. Perseverance in prayer. The gospel, in fact, expresses this very clearly when it has Jesus introduce a parable about the need to pray at all times and not lose heart. Our first reading is from Exodus, very early on. This is early in their desert wanderings of Israel, just after their deliverance from slavery in Egypt. In fact, the climax of the deliverance from Egypt came when Moses, on God's instruction, lifted up his staff over the sea, splitting the Red Sea and allowing the people to safely cross on dry land. He, Moses himself, went to the other side, allowing the Egyptian army to chase them into the sea, where again he raised his staff up, and the seas collapsed, drowning the Egyptian army. A few months later, they're under threat from a new army, the Amalekites. He tells Joshua to cut the troops to go to battle, and that he will stand on the hill, and just like he delivered them out of Egypt and the Egyptian army, he will deliver them from the Amalekite army. It's a tough word to say. And so he stands up there and he raises up his staff. And as long as he holds his staff up, the Israelite army is winning the field. But battles take a long time back then. When you're fighting hand to hand, it's all strength. And his strength starts to weary as the day gets into the hottest part and the sun is at the zenith of the sky, and his arm slowly comes down. And God's favor seems to be withdrawn from the Israeli army, and they falter. And he rushes to get his staff back up. And this goes on throughout the wearying afternoon. And his brother Aaron and her see this happening, and they quickly rush in and set up a chair for him, to help ease his burden. And then they hold up his arm to hold the staff up. And with their help, he has the strength to continue on until as the setting sun is fading in the sky, the Israelites win the day and are not defeated. They can continue their journey as a people free people. Now, I sometimes come up with odd questions. It's okay to do this. It's part of growing in your faith. I have to ask myself, Moses was able to part the sea at one side to raise his staff and then bring it down, cross over and raise. Moses chose how believers must support each other in prayer especially as persevering in that exercise can often be a trial of faith. How many of us, when we encounter a difficult time, a loss of a family member, loss of a job, sickness, we turn to prayer ourselves? 
but we also ask other people to pray for us. The power of Aaron and her assisting our prayer. We even have this concept that there are saints in heaven that we can turn to. Their full-time job up in heaven is to pray. To listen to the prayers coming from us. And to assist our efforts in prayer. Mother Mary in particular is a powerful person to ask to pray for us. She's the mother of Jesus. She has first-hand knowledge of her son. And in particular, we know that Jesus was a good Jewish boy and listened to his mom. His first miracle is the wedding at Cana. And it, not, it didn't come because Jesus saw the need. It came because Mary did. And Mary went to her son and said, Jesus, please help this person not be embarrassed because they ran out of wine. I know that you can do this miracle. Please, do it for me. And Jesus, like a good young man, said, Mom, it's not my time. And Mary, like the typical mother, said, Jesus. <laughs> and he went, okay. For you, I will do anything. That's the power of asking for help in prayer. That, I think, is one of the great stories or ideas that we can take from this story. When I first came here, Nikki in the parish office did her job and came and said, I see that you're registered and up to date on the call to protect. I, coming in as a priest, did my duty, and the first thing I looked up was, do you have a prayer group here? And how do I sign up for that? And a few times a week, I get a prayer request through this chain, and I join my prayers with, I don't know how many people are on the prayer chain here. Dozens, dozens, maybe even a hundred people. I encourage you to look into that. We don't get many emails. But we, when we do, we offer up our prayers with the people assisting them. Now as to the gospel, we have something here that I think we need to look at. We hear the judge talking about not being wearied down. says, I don't want her to eventually come and strike me. Actually, if you look at the Greek word used, it's more, more striking than that. It actually should, the literal translation is, lest she come and give me a black eye, is the actual literal translation. Uh, he's fearing that she's going to turn violent on him. And that's why he eventually decides to help her. He's in it just like the, um, the, the not the scribe, who is it from four weeks ago, the servant, uh, he kind of had his own motives. They weren't good motives. They weren't motives in line with God. He was looking out for himself. God isn't waiting to be wearied down. God isn't waiting to be afraid that you're going to turn on him. God is just waiting for the right time. And if you have your faith in God, 
he will eventually answer these prayers. Unfortunately, it's not always here on earth. It's not always how we ask for them. He knows what we truly need. And sometimes it's not something here on earth, but it's that promise of eternal salvation and the promise that when we attain heaven, all of our cares, our worries, our tiredness, all our sickness, all our pains will be gone. And sometimes we have to learn to have that patience, to wait for it, and to continue to have our faith, and to continue to pray, and to keep the channel open with God. In a world where so much injustice prevails and where the poor, such as the widow, continue to cry out for justice day and night, the challenge of the parable is sharp. Those whose actions or inertia allow the world to remain for the majority an unjust and inhospitable place must reckon with the truth that God proclaimed in the gospel. Because God is aligned with the cause of the poor and the cause of the suffering. There's a meme that's out there. If you don't know what a meme is, they take a, a familiar photo and they put new captions on it. And they try and explain a joke or explain something that they see in society. And there's a meme of a man who appears to have been suffering. He's not dressed well, he's been crying, he's got red eyes, and he's sitting on a bench with Jesus, and he turns to Jesus, and the meme puts the words in this man's mouth, Lord, why do you allow wars and hunger and sickness to happen on earth? And in the meme, Jesus replies, I want to ask you the same thing. I've given you in the gospel commands to go out and bring the kingdom of heaven to here on earth. To bring peace to your brothers. To care for the widows and the poor. To take care of the sick. To take care of those in prison. That when somebody comes in the coldness of the dark autumns of Oregon and needs a jacket, that you share your jacket with them. Our prayers are lifted up unceasingly. We always have something that we need that we're praying for. And it's helpful to ask others to raise their voices in prayer. But it's also proper for us when we hear these prayers and we can do something to fix a problem, to do so. Prayer is wonderful and it lets us know the needs. But we're also called as Christians to act on those prayers when we can. The Knights of Columbus will be doing a coat drive for children. Winters are cold. They're hoping to collect a hundred coats to distribute to people in our community. 
That is a prayer from children in need. We can join their prayer and ask that their needs be met, but we can also act to fulfill it through our actions. The Catholic tradition of faith and works. We have faith when we pray that God will help us, and our works help God to meet those prayers. It's a wonderful, wonderful tradition. And through that, we pray unceasingly, and the kingdom of heaven becomes manifest here on earth.